Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Kind of bad timing this morning as the Ryder Cup is going on right now. Nothing gets your juices flowing quite like the Ryder Cup. I mean, seeing the sunrise over the lake and over Whistling Straits as a group of probably already drunk people sing the Star Spangled Banner, that's pretty special. And uh, I'm glad I got to see that this morning and glad you guys have stepped away at least for a little while to uh, to see it. So glad to, again, glad you guys are with me. Welcome in to uh, the live stream. I'm Michael Borky. It is great to be with you. And today we're talking a couple of things. First, it's going to be quite simple. Keys to the game for uh, Mississippi State and LSU. Uh, you know, there's three of them, I think, that are most important when it comes to this game in particular for the Bulldogs. How they can pull off a narrow upset. We'll talk about that. I've got picks for you as well. I do want to start with something, though. I had fun yesterday with the uh, the radio show's Twitter account, we had somebody send us the, oh, what do you call it? Uh, the Photoshop. A Photoshop that got some people hot when I shared it on our account. So let me show it to you right now. Um, had some fun yesterday. Knew I was going to get some of the reaction that I got. But this is uh, this is kind of what I do. This is what I do on Twitter. I just have to let you know um, that this was me. This was nobody else. This was me. A listener sent us this image. Listener sent us this image. And so I decided to share it from our radio show's Twitter account. And for those of you that can't see it, since you're listening uh, in podcast form, it's Hugh Freeze photoshopped wearing a Mississippi State jacket. And he's got like maroon tinted sunglasses. And all I said was, how does this image make you feel? And some of the reactions were hilarious. I mean, I, I knew what I was getting into. I, I even said it on the show. I was like, look, people on Twitter are going to react to this way poorly. They're just going to. That's what happens on Twitter. Some people are just not going to get it or appreciate it for what it is. And that totally happened. There was a little bit of a meltdown. Uh, I got accused of uh, clickbaiting, even though there's nothing to click on. It's just a picture. Uh, we got accused of wanting to fire Mike Leach, which is not true. But anyway, I had a lot of fun reading some of these replies. A lot of people were really creative about it. A listener sent us this image. It wasn't like we made it. I didn't sit on Photoshop and put a state logo on a Hugh Freeze jacket that I changed to look like maroon. Somebody sent it to us, and so I decided to share it on Twitter. So blame me. It all it all starts with me. It's all my fault. I was having a little fun on uh, on Twitter yesterday. Um, you know, it's not going to happen. It never would. But it got people nice and uh, nice and hot yesterday. I do know, though, we talked about this the other day. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, 
And there are some people, I don't know how many, it could be very, very few, um, that actually want this to happen. And so we talked about that a little bit yesterday and, uh, yeah, had a lot of fun. So point is, it's my fault. Blame me. I'm the one that, uh, I'm the one that did that. Let's see. Um, Oh, shoot, I did not know that at Twitter Live, you guys can't comment anymore. That's a shame. I had no idea. So so this, um, this software that I use updated, and now it uses Twitter Live instead of Periscope. Twitter's doing away with Periscope. I did not know that I cannot see your comments anymore. I did not know that. That's such a shame. I don't know what to do about that either. I'm sorry. I had I had no idea that this was the case. I would have given you a heads up. Um, this stinks. I didn't know. And maybe they'll fix that. And uh, I'll, I'll send a message to the, the software's um, help person to see what I can do about that. I had no idea. I could not read comments from from Twitter Live anymore on the software. I'll I'll get that figured out. Uh, Thanks for the heads up. I had no idea. Anyway, so that was me. It was my fault. I had fun with it. The the whole Twitter, you freeze Photoshop thing. That's uh, that's me. It'll never happen, and it shouldn't happen. Uh, If I were a state fan, I would hold my program in higher regard than that, and the vast majority of you do. Um, But it's not, you know, we're not saying that Leach needs to get fired. Hell, I spent a few days ago and all week talking about how that's a silly proposition was just having some fun. That's all. But anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're watching on Twitter, until I get this figured out, uh, find me on YouTube. That's the best method of watching stuff like this. Anyway, Michael Borky on YouTube. Find me on YouTube and and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and uh, you can actually be a part of the show. I'm disappointed that uh, that you cannot comment on Twitter anymore, but we'll figure it out, and, uh, and we'll be fine moving forward, I guess. But YouTube is the best place to watch this, at Michael Borky. Also, follow on Twitter and Facebook if you're listening or watching anywhere else. And wherever you get your podcast, Mike in the Morning will turn up results. And uh, subscribe there. All right, keys to the game for Mississippi State and LSU. I've got three. We've got three keys to the game. And the first one is throw the damn ball down the field. This is, I think this is going to be the kind of game where where State is going to be able to slow LSU's offense down some. LSU struggled to throw the or to run the football a little bit, not been the best up front. You saw it. If you've only watched LSU play once this year, um, it kind of looked the same with even McNeese, but also with Central Michigan. Johnson had a good day throwing the football. They still struggled to run, not the best offensive line you've seen. When they protect him, he's very good. But the problem is they haven't protected him all that well. I think this is the kind of game where State's going to uh, not give up a lot of points and yards. They really don't do that that much. You guys know how high I am on Zach Arnett's defense. I think especially in the secondary, State's very good and should be able to limit LSU. And so if that's the case, you can take more risks. You can throw the football down the field. Um, The Biggest gripe that I've had with State's offense, really since Leach took over, minus, ironically, LSU's game last year, is it all looks the same. You've heard me talk about it before. Everything has looked the same for State. It's teams are 
bringing three or four and dropping seven or eight into coverage. And Roger scans the field, doesn't find anybody open right away. So he checks it down to his running back. His running back gets four yards and they don't move the football. And it's a very boring product to watch. That has been my biggest gripe with State's offense this year. Their average depth of average depth of target. If you listen to the radio show, you've heard me mention that a thousand times. And I say it a little bit better than when I just did, or than what I just did. Uh, average depth of target is not good. It's the worst in the SEC. Uh, yards per attempt is not good. It's the worst in the SEC. They do not push the football down the field. But when they do, the rare times they do it, they're successful at it. The sample size is just so small, but when they do it, they're really good at it. You need to, at some point, if you want to win football games in the SEC, have explosive plays and push the football down the field. And right now, State does not do either one of those things with any kind of consistency. None. No, I mean, this is a game that they need to do it. If State's going to win, they have to push the football down the field more than they do. Because when they do it, although it's very, very infrequent, they have success. When they do it, they're successful at it. So do it more. That's the only way you're winning this game. You have to test LSU vertically, especially now with Stingley. Probably he's he's not going to play. I, w- I would be surprised if he played the rest of the season. So LSU is banged up on the defensive side of the ball. You're good at it when you do it. You just never do it. It's time to open that up a little bit. It's time for Will Rogers to take risks, throwing the football down the field, because you're not winning games like this unless he does that. So key number one is quite simple. Throw the damn ball down the field. (laughs) Throw the football down the field. No more of this four to five yard depth of target. No more five and a half yards per pass attempt. Get vertical, because you're not winning if you don't. Get vertical. That's key number one. Number two, you got to play clean. I I foresee this game being very close, um, where one play or two is going to be the difference. I think LSU is going to struggle to score on State's defense because I think most people are going to struggle to score with any kind of consistency on State's defense. Don't forget, Memphis, two of their touchdowns came from a fumble return for a touchdown and on the punt return for a touchdown. So that's two few, uh, 14 fewer points that State's defense gave up last week. They were in complete control of that game. Um, really limited Memphis's offense, which was explosive in the first two weeks against nobodies, but still were explosive in the first two weeks. Um, I foresee this being a very close football game, kind of a, a muddy football game, although the weather is going to be beautiful, it looks like. Um, just very compact kind of boring almost, (laughs) if you will. Um, Not a lot of explosiveness, not a lot of offense, in part because, again, Arnett's defense is very good. So you have to play clean because not playing clean was the difference in a win and a loss last week. Everybody's talking about the punt return, but State went for it on fourth down, on fourth and goal, and didn't execute. Weren't clean there. Penalties have killed them really all year, especially up front. The fumble return for a touchdown last week, also the difference in the game. State has not played clean football in the first three weeks, except for on defense and special teams against NC State. And that was the difference. They got a touchdown on special teams. They were really good defensively. They still weren't great up front, but they managed. 
State's got to play clean. If they don't play clean, they're not winning, and that's been an issue. Zach's is pretty sure over the last 13 games, our offense has averaged scoring 10 points per game for the other team. No way. Where, where do you find a, something like that? I've, I've got I've to look into that. That's crazy. I didn't realize it was that bad. Uh, Sid says Woody Hayes just rolled over in his grave. <laughs> uh, whole Woody Hayes. Um, there's an irrational, I don't, I don't want to say irrational, but there's like this extra Ohio State hatred where I grew up in South Carolina because of his last game when he punched the Clemson player in the throat. Yeah, there's like, there's, there's some kind of like inherent bad blood there before they started meeting each other in the playoff. Um, so that's it. it it's play clean. It's throw the football down the field because your average depth of target is awful. It's And when you actually test teams vertically, you've had some success. You just don't do it enough. Number two, you've got to play clean. You cannot have multiple. Oh, that's what it feels like. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you were being, uh, I thought you were, you were bringing like one of those advanced metrics in here. Yeah, it does feel like that. It feels like the state's offense is scoring points for their opponent. It does feel like that often with either quick three and outs or turnovers, penalties, putting your defense in in very bad field position situations. Yeah, absolutely. It does feel like that, uh, no doubt. So play clean, throw the ball down the field, and keep controlling the line of scrimmage. Uh, Like I said earlier, LSU struggled to run the football a little bit. I don't think they're going to be able to on this Mississippi State front six either. But at some point, uh, with all of LSU's injuries, and yes, they are talented. They should be more talented than Mississippi State. I believe they are. Um, protect. You've got to protect Will Rogers, and that goes hand in hand with throwing the football down the field. He's got to have time to be able to do it. You have to control the line of scrimmage up front. Doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to protect him better. Give these long developing passing plays. If you actually give them a shot, chances to develop and protect your quarterback who at times has held onto the football too long and is unwilling to take risks. But if he's got a clean pocket, there's no excuses. Um, Control the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's the key for basically every game, but especially this one where I think points are going to be at a premium. The more physical team up front is going to be able to control the game and win. So there they are. Uh, A little Captain Obvious on that last one. But got to play clean. You're you're not winning this game uh, with fumbles and penalties like you were able to uh, against NC State and, and Louisiana Tech. You're not going to overcome that this week. Uh, you got to play clean. You've got to test LSU vertically, see who they've got behind Stingley. You've got to do that and control uh, the line of scrimmage. So there is uh, there are your keys for the game. Picks, I do have LSU covering that two and a half. Uh, you know, I, I hate it. I hate that I feel that way. I just, I don't envision a scenario in which state will be able to score at a high enough volume to win this game. I expect it to be really close, a one score game where one play will be the difference. But the sample size I have right now for state is they have not made that one play. That is uh that is the difference. So uh, LSU minus two and a half is my first one. How about this one? Looking at, you know, I believe a team is a certain way until proven otherwise. I believe Clemson is who they have shown you that they are until proven otherwise. I'm taking NC State plus the 10 at 2.30 tomorrow afternoon. Yes, I know NC State lost in Starkville. Clemson is a better football team than Mississippi State. However, um, 
until Clemson proves to me that they can score to even cover a 10-point line on the road in Raleigh against what will be a solid NC State team, what is a solid NC State team, I still believe that, um, I'm taking NC State to cover the 10. Clemson has not shown me anything that leads me to believe they can cover a 10-point spread on the road in a conference game against a competent team. Maybe I'll be wrong, but until proven otherwise, that's how I'm going to feel about Clemson. Give me NC State plus the 10. I'm also taking Florida minus 19. It's a big line. It's a big line. Tennessee's an atrocity. Uh, I think Florida covers and will cover this spread at home in the swamp on Saturday night with relative ease. Uh, I was really impressed with Florida, actually, in the Alabama game. Emory Jones is still very limited. I think Anthony Richardson is uh, the future there, even though, yes, they probably should have beaten Alabama last week. Florida did that on the lines of scrimmage. Uh, They did it running the football. They did it from stopping Alabama from running the football. This is going to be a bloodbath. I'm looking at like 42-14 or something like that in Gainesville tomorrow night. Uh, I think uh, I think Mullins kind of got it figured out uh, down there. You know, people were worried about his inability to win the big game, and they didn't last week. So this feels silly to say because they they did not win the big game last week. But between the Georgia game a year ago, how they looked last week, I think I think Florida's actually there and ready to be a contender moving forward, especially when Richardson gets healthy and assumes the uh, the starting role. And I have a And M minus five. Uh, I don't think either offense is particularly explosive. The only reason why Arkansas beat Texas is was because Texas couldn't match Arkansas's physicality. I think A&M is going to be able to do that. Quarterback play is going to be kind of gross in this game, but A&M is talented enough on defense especially to match the physicality that Arkansas is going to try to bring, and Arkansas is going to lose a couple games in a row. They're going to lose to A&M tomorrow, and they're going to lose to Georgia before making that trip to Oxford here in a few weeks. So those are your picks. NC State plus the 10. Until Clemson proves they can score, uh, I'm not going to think that they can score, especially more than 10 on the road. Florida minus the 19. Bloodbath coming in Gainesville tomorrow. A&M minus the 5 in a funky game. Not a very pretty offensive game, but A&M talent advantage. Quarterback play being kind of a wash, uh, I think, is, is the difference there. And LSU minus the two and a half. So those are your picks. Those are your keys. This will be a short one this morning, guys. I, I will try to figure out what the the heck's going on with um, the switch to uh, away from Periscope and to Twitter Live because m- the majority of people that watch live do it uh, via Twitter, and if they can't comment, that kind of sucks. So I'll, I'll try to see what's up there. But in the meantime, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, that's the best way to watch this. And also, I will be live with you guys late tomorrow night, shooting 9, 9.30, somewhere around there. Uh, so subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can be in the live post-game chat with me tomorrow night after all the games are over, for the most part, and we'll sit here and we'll uh, we'll talk football. So be on the lookout for that. Subscribe so you can be a part. I'll get answers on the Twitter thing. But State, throw the football down the field. Play clean, because you're not winning if you don't. And continue to control the line of scrimmage up front with your defensive front six. That's it. And blame me, again, blame me for the the Hugh Freeze tweet yesterday from Sports Talk Mississippi's Twitter account. That was me. That was me. I was having some fun. 
Uh, and if you guys know me or consume my content, you know, I think that there is absolutely no reason to be talking about firing Mike Leach right now. That would be a silly thing to do. It's not even a conversation worth having right now, other than to tell people that they shouldn't feel that way. Uh, forgive me for getting preachy the other day, but it's true. It's There's just no reason at all uh, to be having that conversation uh, right now. So I was just having some fun. I was just having some fun. I Although I did see somebody say that uh, Mike Leach took over the worst situation compared to the other three coaches that were hired at, at the time. And that's revisionist history. Arkansas was a dumpster fire, an absolute dumpster fire when Sam Pittman took over. And he's done a hell of a job uh, establishing culture and getting guys to buy in and uh, playing above their talent level. So that's the one thing I'll say about that. Uh, you know, Brandon Walker had a funny reply. Uh, there was some good stuff there. There was some anger there. But uh, let's not pretend like Sam Pittman did not take over the worst situation because that's Anyway, that's how I look at it. Either way, it's not a conversation worth having. It was fun. I had some fun. Don't blame me. Enjoy your football tomorrow. Again, we'll be back here. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow night. Late tomorrow night, 9, 930. Uh, talking football, recapping the weekend with you. And you guys can make fun of how poor my picks went. Although last week I went 3-0. And because I went 3-0 last week, you know what's coming. Uh, disaster. It's going to be a blow. I'm going 0-4. That's just how this works. 3-0 week last week. I bragged about it too much. 0-4 is coming, and the Europeans are going to win the Ryder Cup. That's what's going to happen to me. So that's a shame, but that's just reality. Anyway, y'all have a good weekend. I'll talk to you tomorrow night when we're talking football. Enjoy the Ryder Cup as well. That's what I'm about to do. So we'll uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. Talk Mississippi Media Production.